Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. Hello, hello. Hey, good morning. Good morning. You guys look good today. Oh, thanks. Hey, welcome to Vineyard Westside. If you are uh, one of the, the natives who is here all the time, or if you're new, um, the, what I'll tell you is this is a great church, um, and I'm glad that you're here. Um, before I jump into things, I have a couple announcements, and we also have um, our ushers who are going to take an offering. Uh, if we can pray for that, that'd be lovely. We pray for this always because I want to make sure that my heart is right and that your hearts are right. Lord, thank you for what you've given us. Thank you for blessing us and taking care of us. God, that you meet our needs. Lord, we, we want to just give back to you a portion of what you've given to us so that it can go towards your kingdom. It can go towards saving people's souls. It can go towards rescuing people out of hell. We want those dollars to be used as ammunition for the war that's going on, the battle that's going on of good and evil. And so, thank you. Thank you for spoiling us the way that you do. We pray that this offering, that you would spend it like loose change in your pocket. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, they're going to pass those things along. And also, before we start anything, um, I hope that you got one of these papers when you came in. Uh, if anybody did not get one of these, you can raise your hand and they will bring you one because it's something that we're going to be going through together during this message. So anybody that needs one, there, there we go there. Let's see, where are those papers? I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's... Well, yeah, I don't know what happened to those papers. Okay, they're, they're going to grab them and they'll, they'll bring them to you in a, in a minute. You don't have to keep your hands up. You're, it'll, it'll go to sleep eventually. So I got a couple of announcements. Uh, these are, are kind of big deal ones. Uh, tomorrow, 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 like not this day, but the next one, we are going to be having a Thanksgiving community dinner. And uh, we have a community dinner that goes on every week uh, for anybody that wants to come and they just get a free meal. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. This week, it's specifically Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving meal. And uh, if you would like to help, if you would like to volunteer uh, for that Thanksgiving dinner, we would love to have you. We need to have you. And uh, if you are a volunteer, we would love for you to show up at 5.30 p.m. 5.30 p.m. before the actual dinner starts uh, so that you might be helping to prep some things, maybe prep some food. You may also be just getting things ready. Um, and one of the biggest things is just to be there and be a presence and um, be able to, you know, just mingle with people and talk 
with people. And, uh, you know, if, if you're a person who is in need of a free meal because you're struggling, one of the, the grossest, weirdest things is to go into a place and, like, if it's a, a soup kitchen or something like that, and where you just feel like, you feel like cattle. Um, we want the opposite of that. We want people to feel like it's, um, it's a, a, just a wonderful place, that they, that they have dignity, right? And so if you would like to serve, there's a, a lot of different roles. Um, if you're scared in any way, um, we'll get you unscared tomorrow. 5.30 p.m., if you would like to volunteer. That's tomorrow. Next announcement is that uh, for anybody who's taking part in the Operation Christmas Child, the shoe boxes that we have uh, on the stage and outside in the lobby, uh, there's still a bunch of boxes available. They, if you're not familiar with it, these boxes get filled up with different items that get shipped all over the world for kids to experience a Christmas present. And uh, it's a really, really cool thing. Um, the thing about it is the last opportunity to bring those boxes in that are full is next Sunday. And so they can be turned in, um, you know, even at the community dinner if you want to, but the optimal thing would be next Sunday. And so there's all the instructions in those boxes about what you might want to purchase. Um, it, it doesn't cost a lot of money, and it ends up being really, really fun to just put the box together, and uh, it's, it's exciting, and you get to bless, you get to bless kids. Yeah. Next Sunday, last opportunity. Okay, today, today what we're going to talk about is um, the, the title of the message today is The Main and the Plain. And so you are holding in your hands the same message that I'm giving, essentially. Uh, and we're going to be doing some work going through that to see kind of where we are, to see how you're doing, to see some things about your identity, your identity. This is one of the most important things that you can ever learn about yourself, your identity, who you really are, who you really are. And your identity can change over and over and over again. It can it can move and change, and sometimes our identity gets um, stolen from us, or our identity gets damaged. Our identity uh, loses a certain beautiful thing. One of the first, just best examples of this is right after Jesus is baptized, he comes up out of the water, and God speaks to him and he says, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. Jesus' identity is the son, the son of God, and that God is happy with him. That's his identity. Immediately, following this in scripture, immediately Satan comes in and starts whispering things to Jesus. Immediately he says, are you really the son of God? And he starts putting that doubt. He's trying to bring that doubt in. 
Are you really the son of God? And he hangs out. Can you really do this? If you can really do this, why don't you jump off of this cliff and, oh, are you really the son of God? He's challenging Jesus' identity that God just put on him right away. That tells me that it's important. It tells me that it's important. If Satan goes after you in any way, it means you're doing something important. If Satan doesn't bother you, man, you're boring. If he doesn't bother you, it's because he doesn't need to. Is everybody familiar with the plumb bob? Some aren't. This plumb bob and the bob part of it is uh, just like a bobber um, fishing. It's a, just this deal. A plumb bob is um, a way that you can find a perfect straight and plumb, if you've ever heard the term plumb, perfectly up and down. So if something's on the top, dead even on the bottom. So imagine that you are using wood and you're framing a wall and you want to make sure that it's not tilted one way or the other. And it is really hard to keep it straight. And so you use this thing that was used by the Egyptians to build the pyramids. And you take it from your top and you bring it down to the bottom to touch the floor. And you have an exact, an exact plumb line, straight up and down. Super simple tool that was invented and it's still used today and it is thousands of years old. The idea of the main and the plain, the thing that I'm talking about today, is a vineyard distinctive. It is uh, something that is a core value of vineyard churches. Um, we're not just an individual vineyard church. There are approximately 2,800 vineyard churches throughout the world. There are about 900 in the United States, and all the rest of them are spread out. Every single country has vineyard churches in it. Every single country. Every single state in the United States has vineyard churches in it. And the thing about a vineyard church, the reason why I'm here, why I stayed at the vineyard, why I fell in love with the vineyard, is because the whole thing was just simplified. That whatever the Bible says, that's what it is. That we don't have to come up with, well, the interpretation is, yeah, but you don't understand. We don't have to complicate it. The Bible, it says the truth, and we can follow what it says. We don't have to add additional things. The Bible is true and good, uh, and whenever something else comes in, oh, man, I like that. Do it more. Mm. Whenever the Bible is speaking truth to us, we can know that it doesn't need anything added to it. When something's added to it, that's called religion. When something's added to what Scripture says, it's religion. And it starts getting weird. This idea of a plumb bob is basically to say we have a spiritual plumb bob as well. We have a spiritual 
guide. We have a spiritual way of making sure that we're straight and upright. We have a spiritual way of being plumb. And it's with the truth. The main and the plain is a vineyard distinctive, and it basically means keep things simple and focus on the main thing. Don't major on the minors. Focus on the main thing. What is the main thing? That Jesus died on a cross for you. That's the main thing. And the thing that happens, and, and there's a million churches all over the place, and I'm not trying to knock them or anything. Well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but when things are added to the Bible that are not in the Bible, this is where it starts to get complicated. And it's not the main and the plain anymore, plainly seen in the scriptures, plainly true, nothing added to it. There's no sprinkles on this ice cream. It allows us to focus on the major things instead of the minor things. What you'll hear is, uh, okay, but Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus uh, died on a cross for you, but you need to be slain in the Spirit. You may have grown up with that, that, well, Jesus isn't a part of your life if you're not slain in the Spirit. That that's, that that's needed. You know what? That ain't in the Bible. It just isn't. And so it's a wonderful thing to be able to go, huh, that's really weird. Is that true? Let me look in the Bible. Nope. That's something a man made up. The details don't really matter for salvation. I know that sounds funny, but the details don't really matter. What I would say also is the things that I talk about up here, probably 80% of them are true. Probably only 80%. That's okay. That is okay. I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm not trying to lead somebody in a different direction, but, well, maybe it's 90%. I'm, I'm shooting for 100 all the time, but sometimes, sometimes I miss it. And sometimes I start falling into that trap of, uh, let me come up with something and say it in an interesting way that the Bible just doesn't say. What does Scripture say? What does it say? It says in Romans 4, verse 3, it says, what does the scripture say? What does the scripture say? Are you having a problem in any way with Christianity, any way with following Jesus, any way with knowing God? Well, what does the scripture say? What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Abraham believed God. The thing that you said, God, I believe it. I believe that it's true. What does the scripture say? So, I actually know uh, two people who have gone to jail for counterfeiting money. Counterfeiting money, uh, creating fake bills. And it's a, a major thing that is, you know, checked out by uh, a certain government branch. And do you know how they find out new technology in counterfeiting? 
Because you see all those things in dollar bills, little hidden numbers, little symbols, all sorts of things. There's something wrong and different pretty much every time with a counterfeit. And the way that they find them is not to study the new counterfeit technology or bills. They become so well-versed in the real one. They become masters, experts in the real one. And so when they know the real one inside and out, when they see a counterfeit, it just goes, boom, it sticks out. It sticks out. And they go, nope, that is not it. Because I know the truth. I know the truth about this dollar bill. This ain't it. This is somebody making up something else. What we're going to do today is go through these statements and scripture together. And I want to invite you, hopefully you have a pen or a pencil. Uh, If you don't have one, I'm sure we can find one for you. And what I want you to do is to mark a check mark or an X for each of these identity statements. These are statements about you. They're statements about you. Spoiler alert, they're all true. They're all true. These statements are about your identity that has been given to you by God. And so you put a check mark next to the statement that you believe. You put a check mark next to the statement that you believe about yourself. Sometimes we believe this stuff for everybody else but us. And so you put a check mark next to these statements that you find to be true for you. And you put an X next to the one. This is really just, this is really a thing where we got to be really honest and really say, you know what, I, I don't, I don't, I struggle with that one. I don't really believe that one all the way. I struggle with some of these statements, but I know they're true. And so I got to remind myself that's true. What does the scripture say? The first one I am a new creation in Christ. I'm a new creation in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. Do you believe that you are a new creation in Christ? Do you believe that? You know, when when it's your birthday, uh, you usually get presents of some kind, a gift of some kind. Uh, When you give your life to Jesus, uh, what are you called? You're a born-again Christian. And so it's your spiritual birthday, And guess what? You get presents. You get gifts from God. And one of them is being a new creation in Christ. That whatever you didn't like about the old you, you have an opportunity to be new in Christ. Check mark or X. The next one is that I am reconciled in Christ. I'm reconciled in Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5 says, all this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, of reconciliation. Reconciliation is, you know, I, I'm, I messed up, I was wrong, I, 
I went down the wrong path. I made mistakes. I did things I'm not proud of. And Jesus says that he is the minister of reconciliation to reconcile you with God, that God no longer is going to punish you for any of these sins. He's no longer going to, uh, you know, hide himself from you in any way because you've been reconciled through Jesus. The ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. The message of reconciliation. Check mark or X. The next one is I've been born again by the Spirit. I've been born again by the Spirit. John chapter 3, it says, Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you that no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. That flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. Uh, you, you are filled with the Holy Spirit if you have given your life to Christ. Your soul is clean. Your soul is clean. Uh, and it's not like a chalkboard where something was written on it and it got erased, but you can still see it. The sins... God says, as far as the east is from the west, that's how far, that's how far, that's how far your sins are from me, that I don't even know of them anymore. Check mark or X. You know what, I, I, I talk with people often about this one in particular, because people who have been a Christian for 20, 30, 40 years, they still say, I feel like God is going to punish me. I think I'm going to go to hell. Uh, I, I know that, that Jesus is mad at me. I know, like, all these things that just ain't in the Bible. Check mark or X. The next one is, I'm saved by grace as a gift. Not by my performance. Not by my performance. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. You can't take credit from, for this. You, you couldn't work your way to get this no matter you want what anything. It's a gift from God. You know one of the weirdest things? Uh, for Jehovah's Witnesses, they believe that heaven will have up to 700,000 people. 700,000 people. And the thing about their faith is that the way that you get to heaven is through work, where you work your way up to it. Here's the weird part. It's been going on for a long time. Of the 700,000, if you were in there and you did a certain amount of work, but some new guy shows up and he did more, you get bumped out. You get bumped out. One of the 
key differences, one of the biggest difference of Christianity from all other religions is that it's the only one where you're not working up to heaven. It's the only one where, you know what, it's, those are uh, where mankind is trying to, to reach God. Christianity is where God is trying to reach mankind. It's a different thing. I'm saved by grace, not my performance. Check mark or X. You know, one of the things about the truth that is really, really important is that it can save you from your feelings. Uh, I admit, I am, I have too many feelings. I'm a bipolar person, yippee, and I have too many feelings. They overwhelm me sometimes. They lie to me. They lie to me all the time. They lie to me all the time. If I followed my feelings all day long, I think I'd be in jail by the end of the day. If I followed them, I have to, I have to stop myself and go, is that, I have, I have a tattoo on my hand that says, is that really true? Is that really true? Because I gotta keep asking myself, I gotta keep seeing it. I gotta keep being reminded. Is that really true? Is that really true? And so you can talk to your feelings. If you're having a feeling of some kind and you're like, you know what, I, I hate this feeling, why am I having this? And maybe you know this is not true. You can talk to your feelings and say, uh, no, I, what I'm gonna tell you is the truth that's in the Bible. The truth that's in the Bible are things like this. I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm reconciled in Christ. I've been born again by the Spirit. I'm saved by grace as a gift, not by my performance. These are the things that are true. And so you can talk to your feelings and you can tell them what's up. The next one, I radiate light wherever I go. I radiate light wherever I go. Do you make a difference where you show up? Like that you change things, the atmosphere is different when you're there because you carry the light of Christ with you. It says in Matthew 5, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. I radiate light wherever I go. Some of us bring darkness. Not just neutral. Do you radiate light wherever you go? Check mark or X. The next one, I'm a son or I'm a daughter of the light. I'm a son or I'm a daughter of the light. First Thessalonians. For someone who has a lisp, I hate Thessalonians. <laughs> just so you know. It says, you are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. We don't belong to the darkness anymore. Why? Because we're a new creation in Christ. We don't belong to the darkness anymore. If you're into tarot cards, get out of that. That's heading back into the darkness, I promise you. 
If you're into Ouija boards, get out of that. It's heading back into darkness. If you're into going to a psychic, get out of that. It's heading back into darkness. The Bible says, like a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. That, man, this is so dumb. More, please. (laughs) I'm a son or daughter of the light. Another... Another verse says, I walk in the light because he is in the light. I walk in the light as he is in the light. And so I follow him, and if I'm following him, uh, and, and I'm trying to be more like him, I'm a child of the light. Check mark or X. I need a drink, I am super dry mouth. The next one is, I am the salt of the earth. I'm the salt of the earth, which Matthew 5 says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. What does salt do? Why, why is it the salt of the earth? What is, what is it? Even? It means lots of things. But what did salt do? Salt was known to preserve things. And salt was known to bring flavor. Right? One of our jobs is to bring flavor. If you are the salt of the earth, what you're able to do is radiate light wherever you go. Radiate light wherever you go. And so you are one of the people who preserves good things. You protect good things. You don't let them die. If you notice a good thing starting to fade away, that you are one of the preservers as the salt of the earth. Check mark or X. The next one is, I am a victor. I am a victor. Like, I'm victorious. It says in Romans 8, No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We're more than conquerors. We're more than winners. We're more than overcomers. We're more than all these things. If you were ever an underdog before, you're more than that now. You're victorious. And I, I just, I, it's so painful sometimes. I'll fall into it whining. One of my spiritual gifts is whining. <laughs> and just getting to a place where I start focusing on all the bad stuff rather than the good stuff that's going on and remembering the truth is that I'm a victor. That I'm a victor, I'm victorious. And this gives me the opportunity to not be a victim anymore. Not be someone whose woe is me because whatever's going on in your life, you're victorious. You're victorious. Do you believe that? Check mark or X. The next one is, I have a heavenly calling on my life. I have a heavenly calling on my life. I know so many people who say, I just don't know what my purpose is. I don't know uh, what I'm supposed to be doing. And so what do they do? Nothing. Nothing. 
You have a heavenly calling on your life. What do you start doing? You start radiating light wherever you go. You start uh, showing people that you're a new creation in Christ. You start living by the Spirit and letting the Spirit guide you. And if He whispers something, do you, you ever get that feeling? It usually sounds like your own voice. It usually sounds like your own voice, but it's in your head and it's usually saying something you wouldn't say. Like, you should pray for her. Or you should buy her groceries. Or you see a minivan that's full of kids and they're in the McDonald's drive through line and you happen to be in front of them and you tell the cashier that's ringing you out, I want to pay for the people behind me too. Why would you do that? Because I'm trying to radiate light wherever I go. I'm a son of the light. I'm the salt of the earth. I pay for McDonald's. Check mark or X. The next one is I have royalty in my veins. I have royalty in my veins. I wasn't going to go into all these different th things with tattoos, but that's what this one is. It's a king's crown and it says royalty. It says royalty. Why would I ever call myself a king? Because Jesus is the king of kings. He's my, he's my one that, that guides me and who I want to rule me, who I want to follow. He's the king of kings. This crown, it says royalty under it because I have royalty in my veins. First Peter chapter 2, it says, but you are a chosen people. You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood. That's, a fun, that's another funny thing. What does the Bible say? That we're all priests. That we're all priests. And we're allowed to get married. <laughs> but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into this wonderful light. Into this wonderful light. It says you're God's special possession. Uh, Fifteen years ago or so before I had given my life over to Christ. Wait a second, I'm old now. That was like, <laughs> that was 20 years ago. I gave my life to Jesus and... Um, one of the things that would have freaked me out when I was new to all of it is to hear something like, I'm, you know, I'm a special possession of God. I don't want to be a possession. Now it's 20 years later and it's all I want. It's all I want is to be His. It's all I want is to be embraced by the Father's love. It's all I want is to be guided by Jesus. That I'm his special possession now. That that is a, that is, I am a new creation in Christ because I didn't used to be a special possession of God's. And now I am. A check mark or an X. 
The next one is that I am designed for good works. I'm designed for good works. Ephesians 2 says, for we are God's handiwork. We're God's handiwork. Then we're, oh, I jumped to another one. We're God's handiwork that is created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God prepared in advance for us to do. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For you know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. That before you were even born, there were plans for you. That you were designed for good works. You were designed for it. What I, and what I mean is that like, you, don't, you don't have to work up to, uh, are you the kind of person who does good works out in the world? Um, well, it doesn't matter. The truth is, you were designed to do that. You were made to do that. Check mark or X. The next one is, I'm a co-heir with Christ. I'm a co-heir with Christ. Romans 8 says, now if we're children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share with his glory. We're co-heirs with Christ. We are experiencing the same things that he is. The sufferings and the, the joy, the blessings, the favor. Check mark or X. The last one is... I'm chosen and called by God to produce fruit. I'm chosen and called by God to produce fruit. You know what your purpose is if you're wondering? You were chosen by God and called to produce fruit. John 15, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. If you're producing fruit, and I mean just good things are being multiplied around you, people are giving their lives to Jesus because you told them what God has done in your life, producing fruit, hosting a small group at your house, at your apartment, at the church, in the Hope Center, at the back building, you were producing fruit. When you start to try to reach the world, when you reach the world and you make a difference with somebody, you are producing fruit. And so what today is about is to, to grab these statements again, Whatever your answers were, they're all true. All these statements are true. But what you can do is grab these statements and you can practice speaking these declarations out loud to yourself. Speaking these declarations out loud, write it on your mirror, write it on your hand, get a reminder on your phone to pop up, and you start saying declarations out loud because the power of life and death is in the tongue. 
and what you say you become. So, Proverbs 18.21, it gives us this, this picture of speaking the, the truth to our feelings. If you're having feelings that don't match up to what Scripture says, then it's time to say a declaration that I am a new creation in Christ. Another one is I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And you just start memorizing these things because they are weapons in the arsenal. And so when the enemy comes at you, you come at him. And you say, no, I know my identity. I don't care what you're trying to say about me. I know my identity. I know counterfeit identities when I see them because I know the truth. One of the things I love is like right here, your Bible's falling apart. If your Bible's falling apart, your life probably isn't. I love seeing some of you in this room, your Bible's all falling apart. If if your Bible's falling apart, your life probably isn't. Let's pray. God, I love you. And I don't care who knows it. I love you. I believe all these statements that they're true. We all want to believe all these statements completely that they are true, that we know they're true because it says so in your word. And there's a thousand more of them that you say about us, that you know, you know the number of hairs on our head, that you knit us together in the womb, that you know our inmost being, that you'll never leave us or forsake us. That if we're feeling like, well, I don't, I don't know where God is right now. Well, the truth says he, he's never going to leave you or forsake you. And so now I can say, well, I know he's around. I, maybe it's a me thing. Lord, help us to own these things. Help us to use them as weapons. Help us to memorize them. Help us to... Uh, step deeper into our identity, who we really are, that you call us sons and daughters, that you adopted us, that you, that you wanted us. It wasn't that we begged you to get in. You wanted us. And you came for us. And so I love you. Because you're a good, good father. So we say, come Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill us up. Help us to be bold in these declarations. Help us to believe them 100%. We just say, Holy Spirit, come. I ask that you would help us to experience some of these things that are promised. Some of these gifts of the Holy Spirit. We love you and we thank you that you bless us.
We ask that you would give us favor. We ask that in your name, Jesus, because your name is the thing that gets it done. Amen. 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 God bless you guys. I love you. I hope to see you soon. Tomorrow night, Thanksgiving community dinner, 5.30 p.m. if you want to help serve. We'll see you guys soon. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.